0: Everyone and welcome to the middle. Oh, I messed it up. Uh, the Exploring Middle Earth. I was hey, just going to okay. call it the Middle Earth Podcast. Yeah. We might as well branch out at this point and just become the Middle Earth Podcast. Yeah, I'm, I think it's time. I'm honestly. sure. I'm sure none of the Tolkien or Middle Earth companies would be mad at that or anything.
1: Yeah, we're just the Middle Earth Podcast. Yeah.
0: So, uh, well, yeah, welcome to the Exploring Middle Earth Podcast. This is episode 42 um this time we're kind of uh doing something a little different than what we've been doing the past few episodes which we were doing like kingdoms of middle earth different Mm -hmm. uh realms um today we're just doing kind of a few minor characters here and there um (laughs) i titled it minor characters with major impact (laughs) (laughs) that's a good i was going to ask you what we should title this because i don't even know what to call this topic Um, i just thought that was kind of funny because not all of them really well i guess they do i guess some of them do have a major impact Depends on how you look at the world. Um, And one of them is not really a minor character. uh, He's disguised
1: as a minor character. Or she, he or she, we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. Anyway, so I'm going to start off with uh, actually two because they go together. So you're kind of like cheating.
0: Kind of, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, So this is uh, Amroth and Nimrodel, which are two elves. Um, If you couldn't tell by the name... Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Amroth, uh, Amroth is a Sindar elf, um, and his name means "up climber" because he would climb trees, and um, he would live in, like you know, in the Lord of the Rings when they go into Lothlorien, and, and they, yeah. the, those elves are up in the, they call them the Talan, and then people, like other people, call them Flets, so that's what those Fletz? are. Um, so that's why he was called Upclimber. Um, yeah, so I'm going to read just a little. Well, okay, let me do Nimerdel first. <laughs> okay. Uh well, let me fire. We want to uh, ease him into yeah, the past. Uh Niemerdell, uh her name meant Lady of the White Grotto. Grottos are kind of like caves of some sort. Um Lady of the White Cave. Yeah, they're kind of like small caves. Um So I'm yeah, I guess that's what it means, Lady of the White Cave. I don't really know what has that has to do with anything. <laughs> Finley, what are you doing? Then, Rod. Finn.
1: Here I'll mark this. Oh <laughs> you. Okay, we're good.
0: So anyways, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a, a little passage, um, kind of both about it's give you a general idea of Amroth and Yeah. Fair-bell. Why don't you give us a general idea? I'll I'll do that. It's from the uh Unfinished Tales of Numenor and Middle-Earth in the little section called Amroth and Nemerdel. How handy. Nice. Uh, Okay, so I will read it to a certain degree. (laughs) Um, Amroth was king of Lorien after his father Amdir was slain in the Battle of Dagorlad in the year 3434 of the Second Age. His land had peace for many years after the defeat of Sauron. Though Sindarin in descent, he lived after the manner of the Sylvan Elves and housed in the tall trees of a great green mound, ever after called Kerin Amroth. This he did because of his love for Nimrodel. For long years he had loved her and taken no wife, since she would not wed with him. She loved him indeed, for he was beautiful even for one of the Eldar, and valiant and wise. But she was of the Sylvan Elves and regretted the incoming of the Elves from the West, who, as she said, brought wars and destroyed the peace of old. She would speak only the sylvan tongue, even after it had fallen into disuse among the folk of Lorien. And she dwelt alone beside the falls of the river Nimerdel, to which she gave her name. Um, Yes, yeah, so that's just kind of like a little background of them. And then I'm going to get into that a little bit more right here. I was hoping um, so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it mentions that Amroth's father was Amdir, but there's also, in Unfinished Tales you can read, it mentions that... um. Galagio and Celeborn also could could have been Amroth's parents, but then mm. I think those were earlier writings, and I think later Tolkien changed <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah,
1: changed his mind.
0: So uh, Amdir was another elf that he created uh, to be Amroth's father, and Amdir was the first uh, Sindarin king of Lorien uh, back then called Lorinand. So, um, yeah, so the Sindar came back to the eastern lands of Middle-earth after the Wars of Beleriand, Uh, in the First Age, um, which meant that the Sylvan Elves of Lorien would have taken Amdir as king in the early Second Age, uh, when they all came back. Um, So, yeah, during the War of the Elves and Sauron, in which Sauron tries to recover the Rings of Power and take down Celebrimbor and Eregion, which he does, um, Amroth leads a force of Sylvan Elves from Lorien to the aid of Elrond, though he is ultimately forced back to Lorien by uh, Mordor's armies. And uh, later in the Second Age, during the War of the Last Alliance, uh, which I kind of mentioned in 3434, his father Amdir um, led the forces of Lorinand and he died in the Daggerlad. So now Amroth is the king of Lorien, um, the second Sindarin king, I would assume. Uh, yeah. There's not really any other information on it. So, um, and, uh, Lauren End remained in peace for a long time uh, due to Amroth's love for Nemerdel and his love for the Sylvan people. Because um, he just didn't want any more wars. He didn't. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and then we get to Nemerdel, of course, who I said was the Lady of the White Grotto. And she was a Sylvan elf who was unhappy with the arrival of the Sindar and the Noldor into the eastern parts of Middle-earth because they brought with them rumors of wars and conflicts to come, which they did. Um, and when the Sindar settled in Lorien, and Amdir became its first king, she removed to the outskirts of the land by a river, which would later bear her name, the Nimrodel. Yeah. Obviously, classic river. Yeah. Um. So I guess that river means Lady of the White Grotto. That's you know? kind of interesting. I know in um, like the common tongue, it means the Silver Load. No, that's Celebrant. Mm. Um, you know. No, I I got this. I can The look. silver
1: load kind of sounds like it could be something else. Hey, oh no what?
0: No, it's um. Oh, it's not on here. Okay, yeah, because there's there's two rivers that flow into Lorien. One is the Nimrodel. One is the Calibrant. Calibrant in English means the silver load. Load as in l o d e, as in it comes from a load yeah. or a, like a vein of silver. Um, and the, I don't. I don't know. I thought Neemerdel had another English name for it, but um, it might just mean Lady of the White Grotto, too. Uh, But, yeah, she started living there in the trees in her little flats. Um, And, yeah, she spoke her native Sylvan language. um, And she also loved Amroth because, as the book says, Unfinished Tales, it says he was uh, beautiful. Yeah, he was a good-looking guy. Beautiful for an elf. Um, But she would not marry him because he was Sindar. Um yeah, so uh later in the Third Age, during Angmar's wars against the North Kingdoms of the Dunadine, um Amroth lended warriors to or lent sorry, that's <laughs> lended isn't yeah, lended That's okay, Grant. Um We're not a grammar <laughs> podcast. Uh lent warriors to Elrond to subdue the forces of the Witch King. Um and it helped. Mm-hmm. You know. Once again he's helping out his buddy Elrond, with, to which if Galadriel and Celeborn were actually Amroth's mother and father, um, then Amroth would be, I guess, Elrond's brother-in-law, because mm-hmm. Elrond marries Celebrion which is the actual daughter of Galadriel and Celeborn. So this is something to think about. You know, yeah. Maybe they think like, oh, in an alternate universe, I'm your brother-in-law, and so that's why they're friends. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So. He helps out Elrond. And uh, when the Balrog was awoken in Khazad-dum by the greedy delvings of the dwarves in 1980 of the Third Age, not 1980, our year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nimrodel grew uneasy living so close to such a malice, and she fled to the borders of Fangorn in the south, though she could not enter because of the vigilance of the Ents and the Huorns, and it kind of frightened her a little bit. Yeah. Because imagine a, you just try and run away into this forest in a big old tree. Blocks you and it's like uh, no uh so amroth uh found nemerdell after she fled and he debated with her many times um about like you know why she was fleeing and like you know like please just stay and we can well my book just dropped oh, and we can go. we can be with each other forever all that sort of stuff um it's sappy stuff and so they kind of came to an agreement that she would only marry him if he took her to a place of peace in middle earth And because Middle-earth was kind of riddled with wars because of Sauron, uh, no such place of peace really existed any longer unless it was one of the elven uh, havens. Um, But even then, those were not wholly uh, free from evil. Um, So Amroth actually promised to take her to the havens of Ethelund in the south where they could set sail to the Undying Lands together. And so they were betrothed. Good Um, job. Yeah. Um, In 1981 of the Third Age, a year later, Amroth and Nimrodel traveled south together towards Gondor, uh, where Ethelund was, um, and a handful of elves still remained there. Um, With them came a few elves that served them, including an elf maiden named Mithrellis. Um, Along the way in the White Mountains of Gondor, the two became separated. Amroth could not find Nimrodel and continued towards Ethelund, where he found the elves preparing to leave on the last boat, to the Undying Lands. So now we're like, okay, this is really urgent. Yeah, <laughs>
1: this is kind of important.
0: This is kind of important because it's the last boat. Um, and Amroth convinced all the elves, um, on the boat to wait for Nimrodel because his love was so great, and they actually they were like,
1: yeah, okay, we're persuaded. That's kind of cute. And so They're they like, that's kind of cute. We'll stay.
0: Yeah, and so they stayed long after they had planned to leave, and I don't remember when he first hopped on the ship, but then they actually stayed until the autumn of that year. Um, and then finally, uh, I'll read this last little part. Okay. I got to pick up my book cause it fell. I think Finn hit it a
1: little bit. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm not going to blame her. Okay. Okay. I was going to say classic Finn, but if you're not blaming her, not classic Finn. Yeah. Um, okay. So here we go. Okay, now
0: here we go. Uh, Then in the autumn there came a great night of storm, one of the fiercest in the annals of Gondor. It came from the cold northern waste and roared down through Eriador into the lands of Gondor, doing great havoc. The white mountains were no shield against it, and many of the ships of men were swept out into the bay of Belfalas and lost. The light elven ship was torn from its moorings and driven into the wild waters towards the coasts of Umbar. No tidings of it were ever heard in Middle-earth, but the elven ships made for this journey did not founder, and doubtless it left the circles of the world and came at last to Arisea. But it did not bring Amroth thither. The storm fell upon the coast of Gondor just as dawn was peering through the flying clouds, but when Amroth woke, the ship was already far from land. Crying aloud in despair, Nimrodel! He leapt into the sea and swam towards the fading shore. The mariners with their, uh, well... The mariners, with their <laughs> elvish sight for a long time, could see him battling with the waves, until the rising sun gleamed through the clouds and far off lit his bright hair like a spark of gold. No eyes of elves or men ever saw him again in Middle-earth. Of what befell Nimrodel, nothing is said here, though there are many legends concerning her fate. Um, and then I'll kind of elaborate on that a little bit more. Okay. Uh, so yeah, after the storm hit, and then they... Or they didn't really have any choice because the boat was just kind of ripped away from its anchor yeah um it's like fate yeah they went far out to sea and Nimrodel still did not show up and so Amroth jumped and tried to swim back jump to around. be with her yeah. um in the meantime however uh Nimrodel made her way out of the White Mountains and settled in the vales of the river Gilrine with her handmaidens because um one of them Mithrellas. um because the place reminded her of her home in Lorien by the river. So she sat down by the river. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I just rolled Finn's ball on my laptop. Um, Classic. Yeah, so she sat down by the river and um, uh, it was a starlit night and she fell into a deep sleep. And when she awoke, she found her way down to the coast and to the haven of Aethelund. uh But there were no more ships or elves and no Amroth. And what became mm. of her is unknown, like I said in the book. Um, but her handmaidens, including Mithralis, found their way to the peninsula of the Dor and Erneel, the land of the prince. Mm. And so that is kind of the end of the legend of Amroth. What a sad ending. Yeah, it's a sad... It's kind of a little bit of a Romeo-Juliet for a second, yeah. except there's no, like... They didn't, like, kill themselves. Yeah. There's no um reciprocation. So Amroth leaps into the sea and presumably dies... Um, and it doesn't know what hap. No one knows what happens to Nimrodel, so maybe she didn't find Amroth. So maybe she jumped into the sea. You know what? Maybe they're holding hands at the bottom of the ocean.
1: Well, if neither, if nobody knows what happened to either of them, then maybe they just he swam to shore and she was there. Yeah, and they're like, oh hey, let's go live in a cottage in the woods. Here's here's let's go live in a van down by the river. Here's
0: my thought. Amroth is an elf. He's Sindar, so he probably is a pretty like athletic person. So he probably could have swam to shore and then made his way north and maybe found her and Nimrodel could have been waiting at the Haven. So he could have in, you know, it's not really far fetched as we've seen in Amazon's, the rings of power. If Galadriel can swim (laughs) (laughs) or if she thinks, if she thinks she, she forgot about that. (laughs) if If she thinks she can swim all the way back to middle earth, then, I'm guessing elves are probably good swimmers. <laughs> so according yeah. to Amazon. So it could be that they're, they're together and they live in secret. in mm-hmm. Gondor. It's Whoa. entirely possible. New theory. Yeah. I, I don't know if it holds up. I don't. There might be more evidence, but that's my theory. It's well, a game theory. You you came <laughs> uh, up with it first. It's but, our, um, It's an exploring Middle Earth theory. It's the Middle Earth podcast theory.
1: Yeah, the Middle Earth yeah. podcast. Sorry, I forgot we re- rebranded.
0: Yeah, we rebranded a little bit. So a little bit ago, there I will end with Amroth and Nimrodel, and now we move on to technically character
1: number three, but Queen Beruthiel. Yeah. So, uh, Queen Beruthiel, uh, just so you get some. Your bearings in the timeline. She reigned. She was the Queen of Gondor from uh, third age, 830 to 913. So pretty early in the morning, 830. Yeah. Well, not too early. It depends on when you start work and usually wake up. Yeah. I mean,
0: I start work at 630 and I'm, I'm on the road by like 540, 545. Okay. So yeah. for me, that's like, that's almost to my first break time. Yeah, I s- I'm. A- I'm already up and at him. I'm already wide awake.
1: I start at 8:30. seven, and I'm on the road by six twenty-five. Yeah, depends on if th- uh, if the roads are bad or not. Do you ever think while you're driving to work, and when it hits
0: six thirty, you're like, huh, oh, Grant just started.
1: Do you ever well, think that? Well, no, I didn't. know now I will. I never knew that you started at six thirty. Yeah, no. but then you can think thirty minutes into your shift. Oh, Jay just started. Jay just started work. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Well, we're both working boys. Working boys. There we go. Okay, well, back yeah. to Queen Beruthea. So, second age, eight thirty to nine thirteen, or third age. Sorry, I don't know. Really I said second age. Forget that. So, um, yeah. I'm just gonna intro this. You know, wet your whistles a little bit with this um, passage from the Fellowship of the Ring, Book Two, Chapter Four: A Journey in the Dark. So, this is when the um, the Fellowship is going into the Mines of Moria. So it starts. Classic. N- oh yeah, yeah. Oh sorry. It yeah. is. Cla- no, that's okay, Grant. Say what you had to say. Classic. Okay. That's- do not be afraid," said Aragorn. There was a pause longer than usual, and Gandalf and Gimli were whispering together, and the others were crowded behind, waiting anxiously. "Do not be afraid. I have been with him on many a journey. If I, n- if never one, on one so dark, and that there are tales of Rivendell of greater deeds of his than this, or er, than any that I have seen." He will not go astray if there is any path to find. He has led us here in against our fears, and he will lead us out again at whatever cost to himself. He is surer of finding the way home in a blind night than the cats of Queen Berithiel. Oh. So that's the only time in the Lord of the Rings books that Queen Berithiel is mentioned. But it's just like, oh, he just mentioned somebody. But Who there's is more. She? But there's more to it. So, like I said, she was the Queen of Gondor. Um. And she married the she married King Taranin Fallusir, but it is theorized that this marriage was for diplomatic reasons to form an alliance um to h- maintain peaceful relations between um the realm that she came from, but it's not exactly known she's not exactly known where she came from, yeah,
0: maybe she came from Umbar, maybe she came from one of the southern lands of
1: uh Haridwaith. yes, but um So I'm going to read a passage about her from the Unfinished Tales, but what you really need to know is she's just a goth queen. She is super goth. So this is um, from the Unfinished Tales, the Astari. This is um, in the notes, number seven. I'm just going to quick read this. It's a little long, but I'll read it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, So I'm not going to read the whole note because the first paragraph of the note is just uh, Christopher Tolkien explaining about his dad uh, in the little things he references, but then it says, even in the story of Queen Beruthiel, even the story of Queen Beruthiel does exist, however, if only in a very primitive outline, one in part is ineligible. She was the nefarious, solitary, and loveless wife of Taranin, 12th king of Gondor, and the first of the ship kings, who took the crown in the name of Falsteer, lord of the coasts and was the first childless king so they didn't have kids you know yeah um Baruthia lived in the king's house in in Asgoliath, hating the sound and smells of the sea in the house of house at tarnon built below pelagier upon arches whose feet stood deep in the wide waters of Ethir and of Ether anduin she hated all the making all the colors and the elaborate adornments wearing only black and silver and living in the bare chambers in the gardens of the house in Ascoluth, in the gardens of the house where it goes, were filled with tormented sculptures beneath cypresses and yews. She had nine black cats. And you know one what I'm thinking? Oh yeah, say what you're gonna say.
0: You know that? You know that? Uh, like sculpture outside of. I don't know. Do I want to mention
1: the city? Hmm. Uh, the city we live in or near? Yeah. Grand Rapids. We can. C- I'll bleep it out. <laughs> No, not Grand Rapids. It's smaller. Hastings. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll bleep that out too. Okay. So.
0: so you oh yeah, the the that that, e- that little like creepy guy. Yeah. Do you think that's like one of the statues that Maybe. she probably had? That's what I'm thinking. It, like, yeah. That's what I imagine when it says tormented sculptures in the, in the garden. Mm-hmm. That's like what I imagine.
1: is that little like creepy skinny dude. Sculpture. I never even thought of that. Think yeah. about it now. I always thought it was a girl, not a dude. But I don't know. I guess I never checked under the clothing. Yeah, <laughs> the, b- <laughs> the bronze clothing. bronze clothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, she had nine black cats and one white. Her slaves, with whom she conversed or read their, with whom she conversed or read their memories, setting them to discover all the dark secrets of Gondor, so that she knew those things that men wished to keep most hidden. Uh, setting the white cat to spy upon the black and tormenting them. No man in Gondor dared to touch them, and all were afraid of them and cursed when they saw them pass. What following is almost wholly ineligible. This is uh, Christopher writing again. What follows is oh. almost wholly ineligible in the unique manuscript, manuscript except for the ending, which states that her name was erased from the books of the kings, but the memory of the men is not wholly shut in the books, and the cats of Queen Brúthiel never passed out wholly uh, of the men's speech. In that the King Taranin had her set on a ship alone with her cats and set adrift into the sea before the north wind. the ship was last seen flying past Unbar under a sickle moon with a cat at the masthead and another as a figure head on the prow so uh they don't really know if she or when she died or how she died, she had to have died because she's a human, uh so she can't live for like ever right, but yeah, so she was um she met her. F- air quotes fate uh when her hubby sent her out on a ship alone which she probably wanted well because it does say earlier um oh, where does it say that oh hey she lived in the king's house of it's hating the sounds and smells of the sea yeah and then he sends her out on a ship which okay. is where you're gonna get the sounds and smell of the sea that's for sure but yeah so what gonna it's, get all of it <coughs> yeah what it sounds like, though, is that she just didn't like her living situation and was sad about it. Yeah. She didn't like the sea and didn't like the house she was in. But, you know, we can't always be super picky. But, yeah, so she was goth, only wore black, <laughs> had a, ten cats. Um, But uh, the she was probably the most notable thing of that time because other than her being a goth queen, no other wars... Or no wars with Unbar or Harad are mentioned during the reign of King Taranin. So it was a pretty peaceful time. Yeah. So it worked. The marriage worked. Yeah. Well, so, in that sense.
0: I don't think it worked in other senses, but Yeah,
1: so it was she was it was more of just like a you know, everything's going good around, but she just is just a sad person. Yeah. She's just a dark person. You wanna understand her. Yeah, you don't she's not like other girls. Yeah. So it says it is possible that the setting Baruthiel on a ship was that was last seen flying past Umbar, offended the realm that Beruthiel was from. The conquest of Umbar took place during the reign of King Aronil, 23 years after the death of King Taranon. So, uh, they were like, hey, there's some many ship out there. Wait, that's Queen Beruthiel. Uh, and she's from where we are, so we're m- mad, because they disowned her. Yeah. They're like, that's f- that's our girl from our city, dude. <laughs> That's our, it'd be like if, who would be like, I don't know, like who's like the Chicago person who's like the New York, like representative, like who representative be, from New York? Like, okay. Like Jay-Z. I feel like Jay-Z is like a big Jay-Z, New York fan. Alicia Keys. Yeah. Well, that's just cause they sing that. Exactly. <laughs> why I said that. Song. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know Alicia Keys is in another song where she sings about New York. Really, I'm sure she's in a lot of songs that sing about New York, but yeah. it's a uh, uh, it's a newer song. It's Kanye West and what is his name? Fabio or 5-E-O-4-N Foreign? I didn't know that. That's crazy. New York City, please go easy on me tonight.
1: I don't know that song. And then, of course, Empire State of Mind. Classic. Oh yeah. Yeah. In New York. Okay, well, what I was going to say is that's kind of <laughs> like Jay-Z. That's kind of like New York looking out on the Atlantic Ocean, right? That's Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Ocean, Atlantic Ocean and seeing Jay-Z on a ship. So let's say Jay-Z was sent to marry somebody from Chicago, so then New York and Chicago would have good relations. Yeah. And then they see Jay-Z on a ship – um, sent out on a ship and they're like hey that's offends us we're gonna go attack Chicago yeah they're like there goes hove yeah <laughs> so yeah that's that whole analogy was just to explain to there goes Americans
0: Hover the sea
1: I don't know enough about <laughs> <laughs> Brit- <laughs> or about European cities to make a good analogy uh, I know like, I know that England is my city <laughs> yeah um. <laughs> okay well um yeah, so it also said uh even though they erased her name from the Books of Kings, it, her name never left the tongues of man, which is just even which is proof by Aragorn saying he is sure of finding the way home in a blind night than the cast of Queen Beruthiel. So, um yeah. Uh oh lastly, her the name Beruthiel in Sindarin mean is means not glossed. So not a not a very shiny just like a darker person you know, maybe more like matte black edgy yeah she's more edgy and that's all I have on her I mean she because she's an interesting character but pretty much nothing happened while she was queen which isn't a bad thing you know yeah but yeah so she was just a goth queen who lived a peaceful life for the most part or at least in peaceful times right so you're not really gonna see any movies or anything about her because it'd just be a
2: boring movie would be be a movie about a goth cat girl, yeah. And there's already enough of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I guess the Batman movie had a goth cat girl in it. Oh, Queen Beruthia, yeah, that was Queen Beruthia, guys. Crazy, but yeah, so I'm gonna pass it off to Grant to Woo-hoo! go on his next guy, Prince Prince Imrahil. Imrahil, yeah, so. This is a character from the
0: later Third Age, much later than uh, Queen Beruthiel and Amroth. Um, <sighs> yeah, so I'm going to start off with uh, two passages, actually, but they're both short. So um, so these are both from uh, The Return of the King. Good book.
1: That's a solid book. Yeah. Uh,
0: so this first one is from, uh, in my book, page 7 of the chapter Minas Tirith. And it goes like... And it went like... It goes like this. So it's talking about how uh, when uh, Pippin and uh, Gandalf arrive <laughs> uh, to like, the, the farmlands around Minas Tirith. Yeah. And so the, it's kind of talking about that and where all the people of Gondor live and stuff like that. And then at the end of that little paragraph it says, But beyond, in the great fief of Belfalas, dwelt Prince Imrihil in his castle of Dol Amroth by the sea. And he was of high blood and his folk also tall men and proud with sea gray eyes. So that's one little passage. And then a little bit later, page 31 of the same chapter, actually. Okay. Um, this is when all of the, this is when all the companies of, um, soldiers and, uh, uh, captains are arriving from the other fiefdoms of Gondor to, uh, help with, um, defend against the siege. Um and then at the end of that paragraph again it says and last and proudest Emirhil, prince of Dol Amroth kinsman of the lord with gilded banners bearing his token of the ship and the silver swan and a company of knights in full harness riding grey horses and behind them 700s of 700s me- <laughs> of men at arms tall as lords grey-eyed dark-haired singing as they came. So yeah, it said 700s of men-at-arms. Mm-hmm. That tripped me for a sec, but it's Tolkien, so I I trust he, he knows what he's doing. Tolkien knows what he's doing. Yeah. So uh, Prince Imrihil, uh, he was a little bit of nobility in Gondor. I mean, he's called the prince, so. And he was the lord of the lands of Dol Amroth, which was like a fortress um, on a peninsula located in the Bay of Belfallus. Um, the realm was also known as the Dor and Ernil, which means... Means the uh, the land of the prince, Um, yeah. So he was a prince at the time of the War of the Ring, and he aided Gondor in the battles and was a very notable commander. And his sister Findulas was the wife. At one point, she died. Uh, Yeah, no, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry. Um, (laughs) She was the wife of uh, the steward Denethor, um, which makes Denethor. We know that. um, Yeah, which means uh, Boromir and uh, Faramir are his nephews.
1: Nice, dude. yeah. So the prince. I'm gonna mention Denethor in my next character. So that's a connection. Oh, hey, what a connection!
0: Look at that. It's all connected. Um, so here's a little history of Dol Amroth and its princes. Okay. Uh, the first settlers in the area of that land were elves of Sindar origin or origin or or orange. Um, sorry, which <laughs> is a little stutter. Uh, that we were, all do it sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they were refugees. <laughs> <laughs> refugees <Jeez. laughs> They were refugees from the wars of Beleriand In the late first age um, And in the second age Galadriel and Celeborn Would live in the area In the haven of Aethylland Like I mentioned with uh, Amroth and Nemrudel. Um And they, uh, The number of elves grew Because uh, with Galadriel and Celeborn Came a bunch of elves from Lorenand uh, Before the downfall of Numenor In the later second age a noble Numenorean family settled in the region and built the fortress of Dol Amroth, which was not called that quite yet. I'll explain why. Okay. Uh, and when the Numenorians in exile arrived after the downfall to form Gondor and Arnor, Elendil gave this family that lived in the area the lands of the Belfallus to rule and gave them the title of prince. Um, and it was named Dol Amroth because of our good friend Amroth, who uh, harbored in Atheland in the boat Um, and then was lost at sea and uh, once all of the elves departed from that stronghold and from that haven um, it officially became uh, under gondorian control like completely and its first official prince um, before the transition was galador so prince galador galador's mother was said to be Mithrellas. do you remember her remember me mentioning her
1: i think so a little
0: bit I um so. she was an elf in the company of Nemerdel, who was lost and fell in love with galador's father the prince of dol amroth at the time Imrazor. uh so yeah which is kind of interesting because you like when you hear about like elves and men like marrying each other and having kids usually you usually only hear about Aragorn and arwen baron and luthien yeah. That sort of thing. Uh, Eärendil and Elwing with their kids, Elrond and Elros. Yeah. But there's actually another notable one, and it's the prince Imrazor of Dol Amroth and Mithrellas, who was a sylvan elf, I think. Um, so there's like a little bit of elvish in the prince's bloods. Mm-hmm. Blood. <laughs> bloods. Um, so, uh, yeah, so some of the previous princes of Dol Amroth were Aglahad, which was... Um, uh, prince Hill's great grandfather uh, there was Angelimir, um and the II and Hill was the son of the II and he was the prince at the time of the War of the Ring and there were also two others that we know of that came after Emerhill. Um first was his son Elphir and then his grandson Elphros is El- it Elphir or Elfir? it's Elphir El- uh-huh. it's, it's E-L-P-H-I-R Oh, nice. um, it has to do with the plural of swans in elvish oh, that's kind of cool yeah um same with alfros alfros uh jeez. alfros means i'm just gonna guess but based on other names i think it means like swan lord or something like that swan that's kind of cool yeah so alfros was the cousin of king elfwina I know that sounds weird. King Elfwina of Rohan. <laughs> elf ear and Elf wiener. Yeah. Uh, whose mother was his aunt Lothiriel and father was King Eomer. So King Eomer married um, the daughter of Prince Emerhill and then his kid was King Elfwina, uh, which means elf friend in Old English. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just love Elf wiener. No, it's not wiener. It's, oh, it's wiener. I know, but it's funny to Weena. say elf wiener. Ween, it's to like be a, clear,
1: I do not like the object an elf wiener okay. I like that the name sounds like elf wiener it sounds
0: like an, a New Jersey or no Boston yeah. accent. elf wiener elf wiener <laughs> Peter come get your elf wiener <laughs> that was awful
1: uh, So we should put that should be the uh, what was the title you had major character or minor characters with minor men. characters with major impact <laughs> uh, we should somehow incorporate
0: elf wiener into it elf ear and elf wiener Elfier and elf wiener um, yeah, so yeah, so Lothiriel was Prince Emirhil's daughter. Um and yeah, so uh Prince Alfros was the cousin of King Alphwina of Rohan. So there's a lot of like nobility in the area that are all kind of related to each other. Yeah. And like I was saying, uh Faramir he became the Prince of Ithilien after the War of the Ring, and he was the nephew of Prince Imrahil. So there's just a lot of you know, a lot of little connections here and there. Um, but yeah, Imir Hill was a he was a great captain and a, a noble noble leader. Sounds like a and good actually guy. he took he took control of the city of Minas Tirith after Deneth or er, yeah, after Denethor died because Faramir was basically almost dead and Boromir was also dead and mm-hmm. Aragorn didn't want to quite take over as king of Minas Tirith or er, Gondor yet. And uh a lot of people would probably rebel if Gandalf took over. So they were like, We'll make the next best person uh the commander and so they made prince emir hill the commander of the forces of gondor uh during that little period of time um so yeah that's all i have on prince emir hill he's actually one of my favorite characters in all the books oh wow um well there's not a lot about him but it's just kind of cool because it's just like this prince character Mm -hmm. um uh you you might know uh, uh, uh purple rain Uh, Uh, Prince the musician Yeah yeah uh, When Doves Cry Mm -hmm. Oh yeah So uh, Uh, That's sad He died a little bit ago Yeah Prince Emery Hill Yeah he died A little bit ago Yeah Yeah (laughs) Uh, Yeah (laughs) So No let's move on For sure Joke ended (laughs) Joke ended uh, And it was kind of like a fizzle A little bit So We're gonna move on Uh, So yeah That's all I have for Prince Emery Hill How are we looking on time Jay
1: Uh, We're looking like we're going to an ad now it's, look, oh my, hey, look it's looking like we're halfway. Look
0: out, everybody. We're, we're, going, <laughs> we're going, to
1: going to hit an ad. An ad. <gasps> okay. That was a good transition, man. Thank you. Let me stop the recording. Hey, everyone. Have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong in the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploring middle underscore Earth, or on Twitter at EXPMiddleEarth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. Okay, welcome back everyone. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Welcome back to Exploring Middle Earth, a.k.a. The Middle Earth Podcast. A.k.a. AKA. The Tolkien Podcast. A.k.a. Tolkien. A.K.A.K.A.K.
0: We are the new J.R.R. Token,
1: yeah. yeah, reincarnated. Yep, except split into two different people. Yeah, they could. There's the what's that meme? It's like the the evil wolf in the, the <laughs> inside <laughs> me. Are, there are two, <laughs> two wolves. <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: Yeah, let, let me look well, it there's, up.
1: There's a lot of iterations uh, inside <laughs> each of us. there <laughs> are two wolves. One has depression the other has depression
0: you are depressed
1: <laughs> inside you there are two wolves one snores like honk shoo honk shoo the other snores like honk me me me
0: <laughs> i think i've seen one where it's like inside you there are two wolves one is obama the <laughs> other is obama
1: <laughs> yeah wait what oh so inside tolkien were two wolves one is jay the other is grant we are exploring middle earth
0: well that's our new
1: ad yeah <laughs> okay <clears throat> um. So we're going to start with uh, You know just a smaller character <laughs> That you don't really know uh. <laughs> Just a smaller character Named Therangil Finn. <coughs> oh sorry dude I didn't mean it Finn Sorry I love you Finn I didn't mean it Finn Finn
0: Come <laughs> Finley Do whatever you want Just don't bark
1: No barking Okay, let me just mark where this is so I can cut it out. Cut it out, Finn. Cut it out.
2: Bada-bing,
0: bada-boom.
1: Okay, so we're starting off with this tiny character. You probably haven't heard of him, Throngill. It's not really a big deal. Yeah. But is he, Grant?
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: He is a big deal because um, I'll reveal it at the end of this section, but okay. that's not his real name, his or her real name. is. We can just say his because I've been saying he's... Yeah, it's a guy. It's a yeah. dude. It's straight up a dude. Yeah, not gonna lie. <laughs> so from Third Age 2957 to Third Age 2980, somebody took the took the name Throngil, um, and took great journeys aiding the West against Sauron and his allies. After serving King Thangle of Rohan, he went on to steward the II of Gondor, who was in dire need of able men to guard his realm from Mordor. This dude kept his identity secret, but as he wore Silver Star upon his cloak and was swift and keen-eyed, the Gondorians called him Throngil, which mean in, in Sindarin means Eagle of the Star, which is a sick yes, name. That's a sick name. Yeah. So he was a great leader by land and sea, and Axelion trusted him and loved him most. Some believe that there was a rivalry between him and the steward's son Denethor, who probably knew his identity as... I'm not going to say right now and suspected that he and Gandalf worked to supplement him. So I'm going to read a section from the appendix of Lord of the Rings, section four uh, of Gondor in the heirs of Arion, Arion, Arion. So here we go. Did I say it wrong? Uh, yeah. Anarian. Anarian. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, dude. So here it goes. Exilion, son of Turgan, was a man of wisdom. With what power was left to him he began to strengthen his realm against the assault of Mordor. He encouraged all the men of worth from near and far to enter his service, and those who proved trustworthy he gave rank and reward. In much that he did in much that he did, he had the aid and advice of a great captain whom he loved above all. Throngil men Throngil men called him in Gondor, the eagle of the star, for he was swift and keen-eyed and wore silver star upon his cloak, but no one knew his true name nor in the land which he was born. He came to Exilion from Rohan, where he had served the king Thingol, but he was not one of the Rohirrim. He was a great leader of men, by land or by sea, but he departed into the shadows whence he came before the days of Exilion were ended. Therangiel of often counseled Exilion uh, that strengthened that the strength of the rebels of their... Oh, it was a typo, sorry. Trongil oh, yeah. also counseled Exilion that the strength of the rebels in Unbar was a great peril to Gondor, and the threats of the fiefs of the south would prove deadly uh, if Sauron moved to open war. At last he got the leave of Steward and gathered a small fleet, and he came to Umbar unlooked for by night, and there burned a great part of the ship's of the Cossairs, Cossairs, he himself overthrew the captain of the haven in a battle upon the quays, and then he withdrew his fleet with small, with a small loss. That's a fun word, quay, quay, yeah, quay, Q U A Y. It's like no quay, no quay, yeah. no quay. Let me define quay quick so we can.
2: Whoa, because it's
1: because it's not a uh, word that's used a lot anymore. A quay is a concrete, stone, or metal platform lying alongside or projecting into the water. Uh, so it's just a dock. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's just a dock. Um, <clears throat> so he threw himself, or he, he didn't throw himself, <laughs> he himself overthrew the captain of the Haven in battle upon the quays when he withdrew his fleet with small loss. But when they re- came back to, back to Pellegrir, to men's grief and wonder, he would not return to Minas Tirith, where great honor awaited him. So great honor awaited him in... Okay, so that's the end of the passage. Uh, So great honor awaited him in Minas Tirith, but he did not return. Um, While in Pelagor, he sent a farewell message to Exilion, speaking of other tasks, calling to him, and saying that fate would not bring him to Gondor soon. So we're going to pick back up on that passage for the last paragraph. He sent a message of farewell... Were you going to say something? No, I was good. Okay. Okay, yeah. That's what I was saying. Okay. Okay. He sent a message of farewell to Exilion, saying, Other tasks now call me, Lord, and much time and many perils must pass, ere I come again to Gondor, if that be my fate. Though none could guess what those tasks might be, nor what summons he had received, it was known whether he went, for he took a boat and crossed over the Anduin, and there he said farewell to his companions and went on alone. And when he was last seen, his face was towards the Mountains of Shadow." So he left Gondor to travel into the far... E- oh, that's the end of the paragraph. Oh, and we're back to the notes. And we're back. He left Gondor to travel into the far east and south, exploring the hearts of men of men good and evil, and learning about the plots and devices of the servants of the Dark Lord. His exploits ensured the survival of the West much later during the War of the Ring, because he would later go on to be known as Aragorn. Aragorn. yo. Y- Crazy That's crazy Eagle of the Star That yeah. name goes hard That does I've been I mean Aragorn Or Aragorn is a sick name But Eagle of the Star Yeah So Rangil is crazier He just kept Strider He's had cool names dude. Yeah And then um, Daddy I, Cool <laughs> names <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> Not enemy. Well and then when he becomes King He becomes King Elisar, Which means Elfstone Yeah And then he, he keeps The name Strider But he makes it
1: Into the High Elvish language So it's Telcontar. So it's Elfstone Strider. Dang, he really lucked out with nicknames. He's got names. cool names. Yeah, and we all can't do that. I've got Grant, which is actually a cool name. Yeah, i got J. Which, which is, is a cool name. But it's also just a letter. But uh, it's also
0: three letters.
1: It's, it's well. J-A-Y. Yeah. Jai. Jai.
2: <laughs> <J-A-E. laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, so that's what I have. Um, did we fool you guys? That was Aragorn. Were you like, oh, who's this, this guy? He sounds really cool, but who, I've never heard of him. Who does Yes, is. you have heard of him. Yeah, you've unless you've lived him. under a rock. Or unless you've lived under a quay all your life. Unless you've lived in a rock. <laughs> that'd be even crazier. Yeah. We, yeah. That Hey, shout makes... out to all of our listeners in a rock. Oh, we have all-time plays, 5,555. That's crazy. Whoa. I'm going to give everybody a kiss who listened to this podcast. I have all 555,000, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, 500, five hundred five thousand five hundred fifty-five. That's so much more than I thought.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> I accidentally, cl- <laughs> I accidentally cl- clicked on Siri. and It captured what you said. <laughs> it says 5,555. No, I'm
1: going to give everybody a kiss. <laughs> 505, Yo. fifty What? This is insane, Grant. Our listeners are 82% female. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> ladies. Whoa. Yeah, ladies. Um, also, we don't have any listeners from Iraq. And we're going to change it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm done okay. with Tarangil. <laughs> yeah, no, let's move on for sure. Finn. Are you, are you next with Ray? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, just move right back on to me. Let me yeah. get Finn out of the way first. Yeah. Uh, we'll cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, when I clap, I think it riles her up a little bit <laughs>
1: Finn, get off the computer, Finn Finn, come down here Now sit Stay Can you lay down? Now stay Nope, that's not what I meant Play dead <laughs> Finn, die Just kidding Sorry Finn, Drop dead, Finn. <laughs> Finn Break a leg Finn, let's, let's play Stop stepping on oh my, out my computer <laughs> Let's play hide and seek, Finn I'll close my eyes and count Go hide upstairs Finn, go hide Okay, all right, let's do this. Okay, we're moving on to our next character, who is a, uh, I guess you consider a gilf, because he's an old guy. Yeah, um, old Took. Wow. T o o k, or A K A, uh, Gerontius. Did I say that right? uh Gerontius Took. I'm not actually sure on this one. I think it's Gerontius. 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 We'll just call him Grant Took. No, Gerontius Took. Um, you've probably if you've read the Lord of the Rings or anything, honestly, no, not if you've read anything, just Lord of the Rings, you'd <laughs> yeah know who the old Took is. Here, Finn, get, come on, Finn, <laughs> get down. Okay, thank you. Um, so, <coughs> Gerontius, uh, which is Old Took, he was um, let me see when he was alive. Uh, he lived a long time. S R. What's S R? Shire reckoning. Shire reckoning yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm cutting that out. I'm not dumb. So
0: yeah. So, <laughs> so Shire reckoning uh, takes place in the third age, sixteen oh one, I think. So any number that has S R in front of it, like, uh, we'll just say like, S R four hundred, that would actually take
1: place in the third age, like two thousand and one. Okay. So yeah, Shy Reckoning is third age. So he was alive he was born in Shy Reckoning twelve or nineteen eleven ninety. Sorry, I just had like four numbers there. Yeah. Shy reckoning eleven ninety. Um and he was the only son of Fortinbrass the first. Crazy um, names. These names go crazy. Yeah, these names go crazy. Um so uh Fortinbras was his dad and um the old took uh, was the twenty sixth thane of the Shire, um, because his dad would have been the one right before it. Fortinbras <laughs> was the twenty fifth, yep. um, and he was a good friend of Gandalf, uh, who gave him a pair of magic diamond studs, and performed yeah. firework tricks at his midsummer eve parties. Because you know he was obviously a friend of Gandalf, because Gandalf was a friend of all the hobbits. I friend don't think I, I mentioned that he's a hobbit. He's a hobbit. Yeah, the old Took, yeah. <laughs> well, t- I mean, you should have known that when I said Took. Yeah, you should have immediately thought of Pippin. Yeah. Pippin Took.
2: Fool of a Took.
1: Yeah. So, uh, here, I'm just going to read from the Hobbit, Chapter 1, An Unexpected Party. This is when Gandalf uh, reveals himself to Bilbo, and Bilbo says, Gandalf, Gandalf, good gracious me, not the w- wandering wizard that gave old Took a pair of magic diamond studs that fastened himself and never came undone till ordered? So, yeah. I love that question. Till ordered, yep. That's Bilbo saying that. Yep. So that's so just another Gandalf. Yeah. Yeah. Another connection of old Took. Um. Old so he ruled. Uh. <laughs> he did. He really ruled. Yeah. Um. From Shire reckoning 1248 to uh, 1320, which is the year he sadly passed. Damn. But he he ruled for 72 years and lived for 130. Which um. He obviously got the name Old Took because he's an old guy. Old geezer. Yeah, so uh, Old Took reached an impressive age of 130, which made him the oldest hobbit until his grandson, Bilbo Baggins, celebrated his 131st birthday. He also held the record for most offspring until Samwise Gamgee, Gamgee uh, bested him with Tom's birth in Shire Reckoning 1442. Dang. So Both, he, both those guys get getting busy. Yeah, so he... um. All those pilfs out there, <laughs> yeah, pilfs. He uh held held two big records: oldest and most offspring. Let me see how many he had because it doesn't. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. He had twelve kids. Dang! So did Sam have thirteen? Is that what it is? Let me
0: see. Oh, I have the family tree of Sam in my book right here. I can just look at it. Let me look at it. Let me figure it out. Let me. Hey, Jay. Do you want me to tell you because I already counted? Uh, No, but can I figure this out? Yeah, you can figure it out. Thank you. And then we'll shout out the answer at the same time. All
1: right.
2: <laughs> you're, you're
0: saying mess me up, but I think sorry. I got it. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Fourteen.
1: 14. I did mess up then. Okay, wait. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, maybe I did one. Let's read them out. Eleanor, Frodo, Rose, Mary, Pippin, Goldilocks, Hamfast, Daisy, Primrose, Bilbo, Ruby, Robin, and Tolman. Yeah, it's 13. I just messed up counting when you are doing this. Sorry. <laughs> hey, my apologies. We'll count it as a
0: weed. Because I, I was trying to count on the beat. As soon yeah. as you started <laughs> singing, I started counting on the beat, and I think it messed me up.
1: Sorry. But, yeah, there's not that much about old Took other than he was just an old guy. Um, but it's interesting because um, Bilbo didn't get named old Baggins when he turned 131.
0: No, I think that was just because he was
1: weird. But, yeah, so um, his grandson was Bilbo Baggins, but also uh, Pippin was a Took. Yeah. Um. So Tooks, if you want to learn more about the Hobbits, listen to our very first episode. For sure. With for the sure, different sure. families of the Hobbits. Um, because uh we go over each of the the different families of the hobbits. We go way back. We go hard. Hobbits. Yeah, we <laughs> with Pilfs? Yeah, we go hard with Pilfs. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's all I have for uh Old Took. Okay. Old guy. Yeah, so we have one more hobbit to talk
0: about and then we have another character that Jason yeah. to go over. Uh but they're all pretty quick. Uh so this mm-hmm. one is Another very famous hobbit from a long time ago. Uh this is Gorhindad Oldbuck. Um and he was born uh roughly roughly sometime before the Shy Reckoning seven hundred, give or take a little, little bit. Uh which equates to the third age twenty three oh one again, give or take. Give or uh, take. Uh so yeah, his name is Gorhindad Oldbuck. Uh, this is over 500 years before the birth of Bilbo Baggins, whereas the old Took was like, I don't know, like 100 years before Bilbo. Well, I mean, it was his grandfather, right? Yeah. So, he, yeah, he would have been alive with Bilbo. Uh, he was the head of the Old Buck family of the Shire, uh, founded by Bucca. <laughs> Bucca. Of the Marish. Um, The Old Bucks were the hereditary thanes of the Shire. Uh, they were people who led the Shire kind of like as lords, uh after the North Kingdom of Arnor fell, so that's what the Thanes were. They're kind of like uh what would you call it? Like a governor, sort mm-hmm. of. And Gorhindad was the Thane of his time. Uh in seven forty of the Shire Reckoning, or the third age, twenty three forty one, Gorhindad crossed the Brandywine River and founded Buckland, which is outside of the Shire. Um more east across Buckland. the Brandywine. Um yeah, and then he changed his family name from Old Buck to Brandy Buck because of their new location right next to the Brandywine River. So, Old Buck, Brandy Buck. And that's where we get the name Brandy Buck from. So, in this new land of Buckland, uh, Gorhendad became the master of Buckland. And since he was now outside of the Shire, the title of Thane was then passed to the Took family. So, then that's how the Old Took eventually became the Thane. Yes. Uh, this is all because of Gorhendad. So in Buckland, uh, Brandy Hall was constructed, um, uh, which was constructed to house the extensive Brandy Buck family. And the village of Bucklebury was built close to Brandy Hall. And Crick Hollow, uh, which is the house, like the little village, the house in the little village that uh, uh, Frodo stays after he sells Bag End, um, is also a little bit close to Brandy Hall as well uh and Gorhendad's name is a westron name which is common tongue and it's a translation for Achmandab uh which meant great grandfather in hobbitish uh Gorhendad is also the welsh word for great grandfather so there's a little interesting uh, connection there uh and Gorhendad was also the fourth great grandfather of Frodo Baggins on his mother's side so interesting yeah so yeah, Gore and Dad's you a know, lot of connections. Yeah, a lot of connections right there. A lot uh, of intermarriage. Yeah, I mean, they're
1: all close. We'll just say that
0: they're all very close. There's a lot of gilfs yeah. and dilfs and milfs and pilfs, really.
1: And hilfs hobbits. <sighs> yeah, hilf. Hilfs.
0: Tommy hilf. Tommy hilf. Yeah. So that's all I have on Gore and Dad. Like I that's said, that's okay.
1: Those hobbits, they're they're quick. But they like you quick. said, Grant, they're minor characters minor with characters major with major impacts. Impacts.
0: Right. Yes. Because from the old Took, we get Pippin. Yeah. And from Gorham Brandy Buck we get Mary. So yeah. Yeah. So you get all those characters from them. Uh, and
1: we have one more character. One more. Another minor character with, with major, major, major impact. impact. Barlamin Butterbur. Ah. um, I'm going to give a quick or like a shorter overview of him because most of his story uh or all of his story is during the war of the ring and it's a part of the books so if i go over his entire story i'm just going to be reiterating yeah uh the lord of the rings books and we all know the story so we're not going to i'm not going to go over that i'm just going to go over the smaller details of it <clears throat> so you probably have heard of the prancing pony in brie um and that was kept by the butterbur family for many generations And uh, Barlaman inherited it before the War of the Ring. And he had two Hobbit employees, Bob, who worked the stable, and Nob, who was a servant. During the war, Gandalf wrote a letter to Frodo and told Barlaman to send it to the Hobbiton. Uh, Barlaman could not find anyone for the task and eventually forgot the letter altogether. Um, And then, as you know, that's because that's how Frodo didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And um, Gandalf is like, oh, that idiot! Oh my gosh, I shouldn't have trusted idiot. him. Um, but uh, he did not remember it until autumn when Frodo and his companions arrived to stay in the inn. Um, and then that's when they got the letter. And uh, Fro- er, then he gave him the letter, but I was like, brow, brow. so you know, when the hobbits were there, they were attacked by the Black Riders and everything. Um, but yada yada yada, the hobbits give him money, yada yada they get the pony, yada yada yada, but then. Gandalf arrived at the Prancing Pony and he was furious with Barlaman's forgetfulness. Uh, but he quickly forgave him when he found out the uh, um, hobbits were alive. But after the War of the Ring, Barlaman was amazed to learn that Strider, a former patron of the Prancing Pony, had become king of Gondor and Arnor. What? So he was like, oh, he used to drink here. Or eat and drink and eat. Um, but... Yeah, that's pretty much all I have on him. <clears throat> he, uh, so, yeah, I mean, we don't even know what, um or when he was born. Um On the Tolkien Gateway, it says for, this is his physical description, because there's literally nothing on him. Yeah. Gender, male, height, short, hair color, none, clothing, white <laughs> apron. <laughs> he didn't wear anything other than a <laughs> white apron. <laughs> no hair, white apron, short. Which is funny because in all the pictures and the movie and stuff, he has hair and a beard. Yeah. If I had to guess, he'd probably be about 60. Yeah. Maybe
0: maybe a little younger,
1: maybe a little older. An interesting fact, in the first versions of the events of the Prancing Pony, um, the name of the innkeeper was Timothy Titus. Huh. Timothy Titus. Yep. And then it was written over, he wrote over, Barnabas Butterbur. And then... And then Barleman, yeah. Then change to Barleman, and Barleman means barley man, a suitable name for an ale brewer. Ale brewer that makes sense. Yeah. So that's all we have for the minor characters with major impact. Yeah, that uh, is all we have. But we do. I'm have sure the there's l- more
0: minor characters with major impact. We
1: could do a whole season of minor characters with major impact. But those are just the ones that, that we, we liked. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for listening. Uh, we have what? How many trivia questions do you have? I've got three. Okay, I've got three, but one of them I'll 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 have three and then a bonus because one of them is like a. Wah. I will say mine do get progressively harder. Okay. Mine do too. I guess. I think mine are pretty easy though. Yeah. Um. Do you want to start? Or you want me to start? Yeah, I'll start. Uh, so Prince Emmer Hill is part
0: Numenorean, like part man and mm-hmm. part what? Sindarin. Yes.
2: Yes,
1: dude. Dang, I got an easy one.
0: I mean, it's probably a very small part after all those years, but still, he does have Elvish in him.
1: Okay. How many cats did Queen Beruthiel have, and what colors were they?
0: Okay, so there were ten, and there was one white one, Mm -hmm. which leaves nine black ones.
2: Nice,
1: Grant. Yeah. Uh,
0: Okay, so this might seem hard, but it's not as hard as the last one, I think. Well, I don't know. I guess they could be interchangeable. It's up to you hmm Uh two places were named after Amroth and Nimrodel. What are those two places?
1: Dol Amroth? Yes. And uh Nimrodel. Oh, it's the river. The yep. Nimrodel the river Nimrodel. Yep, you got him. Dang dude. Faced it. Nice. Um, yep. okay. um where was Thorangill facing when he was last seen? Ooh. Oh jeez. Sorry, this is probably the hardest one. Was it north? Uh, well, I'm looking for like a specific landmark. Oh. The Argoneth. No. Let me... Here. Let me... Think.
0: Shoot. I must have not been
1: paying attention very much. That's okay. No. Yeah. Do you want me um, to give you a hint? Mm. Yes. Um, this won't count as the correct answer, but I will take the hint. Uh, let me see. Um. Do you Do you want me to give you? I'll give you the uh, Sindarin name. Okay and then you can try because I didn't say the Sundara name I only s- I said just the regular name Ethel oh Ethel Duyeth
0: Arid Lathui the Mountains of Ash Ethel are the fences of shadow it'd be the mountains of shadow yes right. Grant yeah. okay
1: what was that you were quote or uh, saying out loud Oh,
0: so those are the mountains of Mordor, right? Okay. So the Arid Lithui are the mountains in the north, and those are the mountains of ash because that's closer to where the Mount Doom is and all the volcanoes. So, And then I was thinking Ethel Duath, and then I was trying to think of what Duath meant, and I was pretty certain it meant shadow. That was good, Grant. So, I'm proud of you. And, us- then, and then Ethel means fences. So it's not okay. technically mountains, but it's fences of shadow.
1: That's good, Grant. Okay, sweet. Uh, uh Half point. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll give you a full point, because you, uh, you did that whole thing. You are just a smart guy. I just
0: impressed you. <laughs> yeah, you impressed okay. me, so you get a full... Sweet.
1: W- half point for getting it right after a hint, and half point for impressing me.
0: Wow, okay, I'll take it. Brandy uh, Brandybuck is the ancestor of Frodo to what degree? What is he to Frodo?
1: Uh Oh... Would it be a great-grandfather?
0: Yeah, but what degree? Like... How many times? Three. Close. Four. Yeah. Dang. And then I do have (laughs) bonus points if you would like to make that back Sure, we might as well do it. What other characters would Gorhan Dad be the ancestors of? There are two answers that I'm looking for. You can probably give other answers if you felt like it.
1: Bilbo and mary yep yeah good job mate and then all of oh wait bill and and all of mary's kids yeah and then (laughs) their kids kids and then those kids kids
0: and fro oh i was gonna say frodo's kids i know i was
1: that's what i was about to say but frodo didn't have any kids okay uh do you what do you have one more i have one more and then i have a bonus question that doesn't really relate to tolkien but it's kind of okay okay so this last one um uh Barlin Butterbur had two Hobbit employees. What were their names and jobs? Oh, one was Nob. Mm hmm. And uh <laughs> I thought you would get the other one first. It's Bob and, Knob. Yeah. Bob did and Bob Bob Nob. Yeah. What Bob and Nob do. You don't have to give Bob, job titles but what they did. Bob was the kind of guy who would
0: like he was basically... what what would you call it? Kind of like a butler. And he would, like, when people rang for service, he would come and get them food or he would, like, come and like, whatever they asked for. Like, oh, can I get some hot water? He would do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And then Nob was the person
1: who uh, worked in the stables. Oh, you have it backwards. I have it backwards. Bob worked in the stables. Oh. Nob was just the regular servant. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Finn just laid on all her equipment, but that's okay. She's keeping it warm. Yeah, she's keeping it warm. It's probably keeping her warm. Yeah. But you got it, Grant. I'll okay. give it to okay. you. Okay. Because I thought it. you were going to say... Bob, because Bob also... Bob, you slow coach. Bob would have worked just in general. If he only had two employees, I don't think Nob would be the only one working. If Nob had a sick day, Bob would have to cover for Nob. Yeah. Um. Those are fun names, Bob yeah, and Nob. Yeah, Bob and Nob. Yeah. Okay, well, I got a... Um, I have current events. If wait, I cook. got my bonus question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. So, this is a bon- this one has to do with what I talked about, but it has to do with... Outside of Tolkien, okay. So the old Took's father's name was Fortinbras. Yes. What Shakespeare play has two characters with the name Fortinbras? Oh, this is gonna be hard. Uh, do you want me to give you ask if you want me to give you a hint? Okay. Um. Oh, let's think. Let's think.
0: It's uh, okay. So the the name Fortinbras seems very. It would seem Celtic. To me, mm-hmm. um, and the only kind of Celtic Shakespeare play I can think of right now is Macbeth. No, because that's Scottish, right? Or Irish, or something like that. It'd be Scottish. Yeah, so that's technically Celtic, but okay. But no. do you uh, want a hint or no? Uh, let me guess one more time. Is it Hamlet? Yes. Okay, it's Hamlet. That
1: it, it makes sense now
0: because I can kind of hear it almost.
1: Yeah, in it. But yeah, so there's two characters named Fortinbras in Hamlet. Hmm. When I read that, I was like, "Oh, I know Fortinbras from somewhere," and I was like, "Oh, it's the Shakespeare play." And I was like, "Wait, there's two characters." So I didn't know there's (laughs) two. Wait, there's two. There's two characters in Hamlet. Uh, so I have some uh current events. I have one funny current event that we can do after or before. Oh, it's a quick one. Yeah, we'll do it in the middle. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to do one first.
0: Okay. Uh, this is from the... Actually, both of my current events' sources are from the Fellowship of Fans Instagram account. Oh, nice. Because uh, I couldn't find any articles on them yet, so they might mm-hmm. just be rumors or something. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay, so this is what it says, quoted directly from their Instagram Sources understand that Warner Brothers has been requested by Middle Earth Enterprises to amicably exit the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit franchises by the end of 2023 to pave the way for a new rights holder. Dang, nothing is confirmed and both parties are only beginning to talk this over and apparently this will have no bearing on the upcoming War of the Rohirrim animated movie. So it seems like the War of the Rohirrim will still come out and I think um uh Someone was just confirmed for the composer for the soundtrack, uh, who worked on one song from the Hobbit movies. Oh, nice. So we got some connection there mm-hmm. and then, um, but yeah, it looks like Warner brothers is might take a step back and there might be a new rights holder. Uh, I don't know if that'll be Amazon they'll They'll probably be eyeing that a lot. Um, but I don't know who else would
1: take it, but yes. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, what's your funny current event? Um, so on the website, winteriscoming.net, which is like a uh, Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, I figured, but yeah. it's also just like a general sci-fi fantasy okay. thing. Um, last month, they posted an article titled, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power Season 2 is not coming in January 2023. <laughs> then this month, they posted... Uh, article with the title the Lord of the Rings the Rings of Power season 2 is not coming out in February 2023 <laughs> so we're going to keep an eye on this and see if they post one every month because it's not supposed to come out we know it's not supposed to come out till 2024 yeah and they're probably just it's 12 free articles for them for the year <laughs> they're just going to milk it out so wait till next month and they'll be uh, not coming out in February or March of 2023 March, yeah. and then April and May and June June, July, July August, September, October, November, December So yeah, those are the months of the year. So shout out to winterscoming.net for capitalizing on twelve free um, articles. But I don't know how they're going to differentiate it. (laughs) Twelve times. Um, Okay, so this next
0: current event is uh, also from Fellowship of (laughs) Fellowship of Fans Instagram, Uh, and I will quote directly from them once again. That's good. Um, Breaking bad. Filming is set to begin for a new upcoming limited series based on the friendship, faith, and fantasy of C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien by Roarlight Studios. That's cool. Uh, The limited series is titled Fellowship, Tolkien and Lewis. Casting has begun for the roles Tolkien and Lewis, and Roarlight website page states, As a faith-based production company, Roarlight's slate of projects are all produced and developed within a Christian worldview for a wide range of audiences. Edith Tolkien is also a role that is set to be cast alongside Professor George Gordon, Reverend James Welch, young C.S. Lewis, Christopher Tolkien, Priscilla Tolkien, and Injured World War One Soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know that's
0: <laughs> the last one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and injured World War One soldiers. They don't have names. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm that I like that they mentioned that it's made by a company. Like a faith based company because the uh religion would be a huge part of Tolkien and especially C. S. Lewis's yeah. life. Yeah. So that's that'll that'll be cool. Get a little bit of
0: C. S. Lewis and Tolkien in there and we uh, should
1: uh um uh
0: right. audition for the injured for, World War One soldiers? No,
1: for Tolkien and C. S. Lewis. Oh you yeah. can be Tolkien and I can be C. S. Lewis. Okay.
2: I like it. We have to work on our British accents a little bit. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm C. S. Lewis. Uh well how C.S. Lewis. I've heard
0: Tolkien talk before. I'm trying. Call to, me Louis. C.S. <laughs> Louis. Uh, how did Tolkien talk? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna botch this. I'm just gonna do a random British accent. I don't know what this is from.
1: Here, let's 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 do a scene as Tolkien and so so here, we're
2: at we're at the pub. We're at the pub, and I'll walk up and
0: okay. Ch-
2: ch- hello, right, mate. How are you? Good. What's your name? Token, isn't it? Oh <laughs> nice <laughs> to meet you. I'm C.S. Lewis. I'm sure this
0: is probably offensive
2: to a lot of people. <laughs> I'm C.S. Lewis. Right, so what do you do, mate? Um
1: I'm a new professor at uh, the uni around here. Oxy. Uh, You're from Oxy. <laughs> yeah. Oxford. Good You're old. Oxford, good man. Old.
2: Good old Oxford. What you I teach? teach? I changed my <laughs> I changed my accent. What do you teach? Uh linguistics. philology Phenology. and linguistics. Yeah. And nice. What do, you, what do you teach? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, have you seen the
0: new Puss in Boots movie? No. Uh, okay, <laughs> It's a really
2: good movie. Yo, what? Sh- <laughs> that's
1: Tolkien saying that's to <laughs> just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen <laughs> new Puss in Boots movie?
0: <laughs> uh, Real quick, shout out to the new Puss in Boots movie that just came out. The Last Wish or whatever. I went in watching that movie, like not really expecting much. I was just going to
1: watch it. Just for fun. Just for fun. Don't lie, Grant. You love Puss in Boots. Yeah.
0: Because I thought it, it looked funny in the trailer, so I was like, okay, I, I think it'll be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and I walked away with the thought that this might be the best movie of this year, and it's only January. <laughs> it was only January when I watched it. You think it. it's going to be the best movie? In my opinion, yeah. Okay. It was great. I watched it twice. I'm I pretty, watched it again. I'm
1: pretty sure Dune 2 is coming out. Oh, okay. Think... <laughs> well, come on, Grant. Dune now 2 that I know that. Up. Well, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it'll
0: it'll hold the best movie until Dune too, Best so. animated Yeah Best animated give it movie that. There you go It was really good though But there's like The three bears You know Goldilocks And three bears mm-hmm. Their characters in it And like the The dad bear
2: He He talks like that He's got that He's got that thick I keep messing it up That's okay That's okay Tolkien he, he's, Right He's got that thick accent Right I can't get it I have to keep saying right Right Yeah Well Have a good day Tolkien Thanks for the <laughs> movie review <laughs> Yeah no problem mate <laughs> I'll see you later. Oh, and then uh, I walk out the pub. I uh, I order a pint. <laughs> I come back <laughs> for, for a pint. For, round this round's on me. Thanks talking. Let, let's talk about fantasy. Let's be friends. Like what kind of fantasy? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking know I'm see it's No no no. We're all playing as each other. I'm, I'm talk I'm talking epic fantasy have you ever heard of lord of the rings (laughs) no right because i haven't written it yet but you will hear about it well i've been thinking about this place called narnia and this in a it's in a closet Oi that sounds like shite (laughs) wait no it's in a closet no it's in a closet your 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 fantasy world is closeted oh no um i I don't have a response for that sir (laughs) I don't quite understand. <laughs> so I don't quite want to respond to that. So I think that would get me in a lot of trouble <laughs> if I responded to that. Would you like another point? CS pint? stands for certainly straight, <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> so I don't have anything to say about that. J,
0: well, my name, J.R.R. R <laughs> Tolkien, stands for just reading...
2: R- r- reviews. R- 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 just, just reading, reading reviews. reviews about my new book, oh, and it. and and just reciting reviews about pushing boots. And just raving about r- r- about r- 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 ripping r- it up in life. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like another point It's sure. you. Sure. This is gonna go on for a long time. I'll have I'll have the fish and chips. <laughs> Uh, me too. <laughs> I'm only 4 I don't I don't have anything to say to that. I'm... And scene. And scene. <laughs> okay, man. Woo-hoo,
1: that was good. I'm crying a little bit. That was yeah. funny. I really thought you were tolkien for a oh, second. Finn. Okay. Yep. Well thanks for listening everyone. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh goodbye everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>